Hello and welcome back to another edition of the K-Bop Rama Podcast. I'm your host, Gidonaman, and for today's episode, we are going to be reviewing IU's Lilac, her latest studio album that released one day ago, actually, on March 25th. And I have to tell you guys, I am super stoked for this album. Um, if you don't know, I'm actually quite a big IU fan, and um, I kind of hinted about this last week, on last week's episode, where... I basically told Lex that I have a drop everything for IU policy because I'm such a big IU fan. So, well, <laughs> that's what we're going to be doing today, really. Um, it's IU time, and I can't wait to tell you guys my thoughts on this album. But before we get into that, of course, if you like the podcast and you like what we do, don't get to like, subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast platform. We're available on just about any podcast platform you think of. And you're on Apple Podcasts, don't forget to subscribe and leave a five-star rating on the podcast as it helps it a lot. And last but not least, our social media will be in the podcast description below. Don't forget to follow at Kpop or Podcast on Instagram to be informed on the latest things that we do on the podcast. But without further ado, let's get right into today's episode. Right, so to start, this album, honestly, in my opinion, is absolutely phenomenal. And, you know, I, I honestly, for me, um, this album exceeded my expe- expectations exponentially. Like, this album was everything I could ever want from an IU album, really. And... <laughs> Considering that this album as well, um, just in case you don't know, um, IU is turning 30, at least in Korean age, really, really soon. So this album is really meant f- to kind of like wave off and say goodbye to her 20s. So in that context, um, this album is genuinely incredible <laughs> and like such a terrific and amazing way to wave off your 20s, which, you know, I mean, I guess it's worth saying goodbye to in that fashion, but like... You know, with IU, um, she's quite an artistic person, and she tends to be very artistic with her music. And this album really is no surprise on that account. But I think, really, one of the greatest strengths with this album is the fact that, in terms of music style, this album is incredibly diverse. And what I mean by that is the fact that, well, I think for a lot of people... And when I mean by a lot of people, I mean like people from like different age demographics, some from like kids to like middle-aged adults. I genuinely believe that everyone within that age demographic will probably find a song in this album that they'll like. And that's saying a lot because usually with K-pop and usually with music as well, you kind of tell like from particular artists and this is by no means like a bad thing like some music is kind of meant for certain demographics so like sometimes edm music is usually associated with a younger audience now that's not entirely the case for everyone but usually that's like the main like draw for that kind of music but with this album you got a you got a song for just about any situation really like you have you have like disco music, which by the way, like there's tons of disco influence music in here, which is great. But there's also modern pop songs like Celebrity. Um, you have an R&B feature as well, which is quite nice. 
And last but not least, you also have ballads, which I think also, in my opinion, like IU is phenomenal at ballads. She doesn't do enough, in my opinion. But hey, who am I to say that to like someone who's like a literal queen within the K-pop world? So, you know, really what I'm trying to say is like this this album is ridiculously versatile. And I think it just shows off just IU's ridiculous singing ability and how she is so versatile to just hop from different music style to music style throughout this entire album which is still really kind of mind-boggling to me because you know it this album really is kind of the first time i've seen like this much musical diversity in quite a while in k-pop so all of that is great and also as well um iu has basically wrote all of the lyrics for every single song in this album which is also great because um she's quite underrated in my opinion as a lyric writer so <laughs> there's all of that and you know let's just get into the entire album really um before i do get into the album however i should clarify that um i won't be reviewing celebrity in this particular episode mainly because um i kind of already talked about celebrity already and honestly my opinion about the song hasn't really changed since it was released back in late january so if you want to check out my thoughts on celebrity check out episode 39 of this podcast which was a k-pop roundup episode so you know all of my thoughts about celebrity that particular song is in that episode so go check that out if you want to see my thoughts on celebrity but anyway back to the album uh, the first song we have is well the title track and also the first music video that was released to uh, celebrate the fact that this album was really released and it is ironically the name of the album itself called Lilac as as I already mentioned already it's one of the title tracks for this album and this song really in my opinion could only be described as a silky smooth 80s-esque disco song I I'm honestly in love with this song um like i literally have in my notes here like i i just love everything that is to do with this song like i love the funky beat that this song has i just love just the general this funkiness that you have with disco and you know that's mainly kind of to do with the fact that like disco music is kind of like a default way of saying that like you're you're gonna have a good time with music because disco music is never sad <laughs> like that's like unheard of in this kind of genre so that's all great and you know i have to say as well like the vocals in this song is ridiculously good as well like you know iu gets to show off her this incredible vocal range and she's like up there in the clouds in terms of her voice so all of that is great but moving on to the music video um i i think for a video like a music video it really does complement the song really really well like i have to give props to the director and all the team that was working on the music video because it's incredibly good it slaps so hard like i like honestly like every single outfit that iu is in throughout the entire music video is like stunning like holy smokes like every single outfit was amazing like i think my personal favorite was like the um i think the purple outfit where she did like her dance bit with like the main like the main backup dancers and also like the dress that she had in the train that was wow 
that was amazing like she looks so good like she looked absolutely fantastic and also um i i did mention that she did a dance feature and i feel like i need to mention this because for iu to do a dance feature in any song that's kind of notable because um if you look back in like the past hmm maybe like five years or so um she hasn't really done like a very prominent dance feature really like the only thing i can think of in terms of dancing is beepy which came out back in 2018 so really that that wasn't like that long ago but you know really of late she hasn't really done a lot of like like music videos in general that like has like very pronounced very like big dance features so to see her dancing is great because i think um <laughs> i haven't really seen iu sit like dance in a music video in general for quite a while so it was just a really refreshing thing to see and i think she killed it as well because um i think um she's kind of infamous in saying that she um she's not the best at dancing <laughs> it's quite funny actually but yeah like just to see her just be happy doing the dances and stuff was great because you don't really see that too often but you know regarding like the concept and like the lyrics of this song i i just love it um i know i did mention in the overview that this this song really is meant to kind of represent her life as when she was in her 20s and i really love the fact that she used the metaphor of a train ride as a way to represent her 20s because in a way it kind of kind of is like a train ride really and i i really do love the fact that like like everything that happens in your 20s like in this music video anyway is kind of like reimagined as like being in a tunnel like on a train which i think is like the perfect metaphor to describe your 20s really because like all kinds of crazy stuff happens within the tunnel i guess per se and like the moment you leave you kind of like um you kind of forget that that happened or like you kind of disassociate yourself like from all of the things that happened in the tunnel because a lot of crazy stuff happens in the tunnel to be honest a lot of fun stuff but a lot of crazy stuff as well so you know i really love that and you know there, there were a lot of fun moments during that tunnel sequence as well like um i i love the um street fighter montage that was in the video um i love iu beating up people and taking names which i think could be like a reference to all of the strife and like struggles that she went through during her 20s um she she even with her stellar like uh, public image uh, she had her share of controversies as well so i guess that's meant to kind of symbolize that so that was really nice to see and it was also kind of funny to see her beat up people as well because um um I, from what i've seen um i'm sure a lot of people were kind of shocked as to wow she can actually fight people and like do that really well well actually um she actually has done fight choreography before so um I don't really know if a lot of people know this actually, but if you're a fan of Epic High, uh, they did a music video called Love Drunk, and she actually uh, starred in the music video actually, and uh, that basically was just a video of her like in a like mystical world. I'm guessing like Joseon era, I guess, and she was basically just beating up people and fighting people with swords, which was great. So I wasn't really surprised to see her the boss the fight sequences here, so that was great. But 
you know, onto like the age thing, like the whole like concept of age in this song. I I just really like the idea and that she's in fact kind of embracing the idea that she's getting older and how she instead of like kind of like looking back at her 20s and thinking, "Oh, those were the days," you know, like she's kind of instead just kind of like keeping like having like the mindset of keeping her 20s as like a fond memory and kind of like moving on with her life which i think is a very very like positive thing to think about when you're turning 30 because i'm sure for like a lot of people especially in late 20s i'm sure like the big 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 number of 30 is kind of like a big thing to them because you know oh god i'm not i'm not young well i think the concept and the idea of what's young these days is different but uh, you know like I, I can say from personal experience that some people that I know that kind of are around that age kind of get a bit ooh dang I'm gonna be 30 dang <laughs> like so you know I, I really like the fact that IU is kind of taking this approach to it and I think she's really genuine about taking this approach as well which is great so you know just as a song and just as a music video and message I just love everything about this song and i can see why it's the title track because this song's a bop you're gonna have a great time listening to this song and i i just love it so much but yeah um moving on to the next song we have flu which is ironically enough another title track so there's actually three title tracks here and we'll get to the next one really soon but on flu um this song seems to be the song that is very um pandemic inspired i suppose considering the amount of references to disease and flu in this particular song which i find to be really really creative but anyway um musically i would say this song is quite um i get i wouldn't say mainstream but i've seen it done before in k-pop like like as usual, um, IU's vocals in the song are brilliant. Um, I particularly love the harmonics that IU's used in, in this song. Like, she, like, uses her voice in very, very interesting ways. And it just creates some harmonic moments that sound really, really cool when you hear it in, like, your headphones and whatnot. So that was great. Um, like, I, like, another thing I like about the song musically is the fact that, like, the build-up into the chorus with this song is really really satisfying and that kind of goes into like the whole harmonic thing too so all of that is great and you know i also really really love how this song that kind of uses the lyrics of like using like t words like flu and like other kind of song i mean other kinds of words to kind of play into the rhythm of the song which i really really like a lot um ironically enough it kind of reminds me of an akmu song actually because akmu kind of uses a lot of lyrics to kind of enhance and kind of make the rhythm that that goes on in the song a bit more interesting so i find that really really great so all of that is just a lot of fun and i think lyrically um i did mention before that this song is about flu and how it's probably pandemic inspired but i think probably the most interesting thing about this song lyrically is how it uses all of these metaphors about disease and flu and whatnot as a way to kind of describe this feeling of falling in love with someone with a really bad attitude because if you look at the lyrics especially the translated lyrics i highly suggest you um look at the translated lyrics because they really do open up like a whole new spectrum about 
any IU song in general, really. So I highly recommend you check that out. But anyway, like this song is really kind of referencing how, as I already mentioned already, how this particular person like is someone that she doesn't really want to be into but unfortunately her heart and mind is and she kind of describes this feeling as like being sick which i find to be a very interesting metaphor which i quite like a lot and i just think overall it's just a very very fun way of describing a feeling like that and to use the metaphor of disease and flu i think is just really really fun and overall this takes a very very i guess serious topic about falling in love with someone you don't want to fall in love with in a very very lighthearted fashion which i think is really really interesting and something that just i like iu is honestly really really good at because she has a really big track record of doing songs that are like by the ear like musically like very lighthearted but when you listen to like the lyrics and whatnot they're actually talking about quite serious things so kudos to iu for flu because this song is a ton of fun it's great but moving on to the next song we have coin which is another title track for this album now ironically enough the music video for this particular song actually came out today so i'm gonna be talking about the music video as well but to go back to the song um i have to say this song the slaps so much i love this song just as much as lilac and that's mainly due to the fact that it's funky like super funky now i will say that this song in coin is a bit different to lilac in that it i guess it shows funk in a different way i guess if that makes sense so the way I would describe the type of funk that you see in Lilac is like a like dreamy disco-like vibe. I guess if that makes sense. Like it feels very ethereal, I guess. But with Coin, it's downright dirty funk. And what I mean by dirty funk is like, well, it's not an official term by the way, but this is kind of something that I describe I use to describe it, but it what I call dirty is like like disco beats or like funk beats that have like a strong bass in the background so like usually you would hear like a really strong and pronounced like bass guitar or like bass in the back that's pumping pumping out with rhythm and it's really really groovy and catchy and this song definitely qualifies under that and it's great it's fantastic i just love how like the dirty beats that you have in the back this creates such energy with this song and it's really really fantastic and this can be interested throughout and it can be grooving so that's like like honestly the main goal for any funk song really so there's all of that but i think also let's go back to iu for a bit um i will say in terms of her vocals she sings in a very low register which is something i genuinely haven't really seen before from iu um like like if you list if you've listened to the song you know what exactly what i mean and like she sings in an incredibly low register and it and she sounds fantastic like she sounds so good in that lower register and like i it just makes like the whole like s song just have this very like sassy undertone i guess which i guess considering the song is kind of about gambling which i'll get into later like i guess it makes sense but it's genuinely great like i again i haven't really listened to iu like go down this slow in terms of vocal register and she sounds fantastic like ironically enough like 
her voice in this particular song, especially when they get she gets down low, like is kind of close to her actual talking voice, which I find interesting. So there's all of that, and oh yeah, of course I, I kind of forgot this as well. Like I, I just saw it in my notes, but IU also did a rap feature in the song as well, which I thought was genuinely fantastic. Now, I I have seen like reaction videos about the song, like on the internet and whatnot and a lot of people from what i've seen are quite surprised that she's done rap in this particular song now i'm i just to say for me i'm quite surprised as them that she's actually done a rap feature but um if you actually look at some of her like live stuff or like when she does songs live um she can actually rap like she's done it before um i think um oh, what was the song that she rapped in oh yeah um she actually um whenever she had to do a live version of palette actually she would often do the rap bit that g-dragon would do in the song so you know she's really no stranger to hip-hop and like doing rap stuff so on that front i'm not really that surprised that she can do it but i hope Considering she has a rap feature in this song, I hope maybe in the future she might like low-key this drop like a like an R&B or hip-hop album because I would love to see her slay in that because you know considering it's IU I feel like she can pull it off so here's hoping to that maybe she'll do that in the future because that would be incredible but anyway music video wise I have to say much like Lilac IU absolutely slays in the song like she's like an incredible queen in this song as you would expect from iu so there's all of that um the fashion in here is on point much like lilac and like everything that iu is in honest to god is incredible and i think everything that you see in the music video really does fit well with the concept of the entire song actually which is about gambling and trying your hand at poker, which I find interesting in of itself as a concept because, well, for one, um, in terms of IU, I have never seen her do a gambling concept before, like her just gambling at the casino. Um, I find that really, really interesting. Um, and there's also the fact as well that um, gambling is actually technically illegal in South Korea. And if you don't know, actually, um, basically, there's like no casinos in South Korea at all. Like it's actually, like as I already mentioned, it's illegal, absolutely illegal for any citizen of South Korea to actually gamble. And to caveat that as well, uh, she, it's actually illegal for anyone from Korea to gamble abroad as well. So they literally like can't hop over to America and like try their hand in vegas like they literally cannot do that it's actually illegal so on that note i find it really interesting that iu would you know do a concept that is technically illegal in real life like not like i have a problem with it personally because it's whatever i find it it's like a cool thing to do in a sh for a song but i just find it really interesting but i have to say um i can't say if iu has ever gambled before but i have to say um everything in the music video makes her a very makes her like a very convincing gambling queen in my opinion like yeah like she really does pull off that feeling that she's like a hot shot poker player like look i i haven't really gambled myself but i could totally see iu's character in this particular music video like being one of those hot shots in the poker ring 
that just slays. So there's all of that. Um, I love all of that. And um, I also do like as well that um, there does come a point where IU, who was slaying everyone in poker up to like almost the end of the music video, like she gets absolutely owned by some fella <laughs> and she basically loses all of her money, which I'm not really sure if there's supposed to be a hidden message behind that, but I kind of took it as kind of like a metaphor for um, the house always wins. Um, if you don't know what that means, um, it's kind of like that saying that like whatever you do in Las Vegas, like especially if you go gamble in the casinos and whatnot, like everything is kind of rigged against you. So like all of the casinos will like, you know, make money off of you because obviously that's what they want to do of course so i i find that interesting i don't know if that's actually the real like interpretation of what's going on in this music video but i find it amusing um if i ever gamble which i don't know if that will ever happen but i like to think that i'll keep this song in mind when i lose so much money in las vegas i don't know um Maybe like the comforting funky beats of this song will help me feel better after losing a ton of money. I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, uh, all in all, this song is great. It's fantastic and I can totally see why this song had a music video because this song is an absolute bop, much like, much like Lilac and it's genuinely fantastic. You know, I think it will personally go down as one of my favorite songs for this year, hands down. And even like outside of being an IU fan, like this song is an absolute bop. But moving on to the next song, we have finally the first B-side of this album actually. And it's a song called High Spring Bye. Now, this song in particular actually kind of piqued my interest, mainly because of the fact that this song in particular was composed by a Korean R&B artist named Naul. Now, I'm sure for a lot of you, especially if you're, if you're like an international fan, you probably don't really know who he is. Um, to be honest, like I didn't really like discover this guy until fairly recently, actually. But just to give you a TLDR, he's basically one of Korea's like OG R&B artists. Like he's like one of those guys that were there from the beginning, from when like K-pop was exploding into what it is today, and he is quite popular in Korea so like domestically but I'm not really sure he has that same popularity internationally which I think is kind of unfortunate really to be honest because Nao is like the real deal really like there's a reason why he's incredibly popular domestically because he is really really talented at what he does and you know, if you're a fan of Korean R&B, you should definitely check this guy out because for one, he's like one of the godfathers of that particular genre in Korea. And also his music is brilliant. So you should definitely check him out, especially if you like um, music by Crush and those kind of people and whatnot. So, but anyway, like back to the song, like the moment like I knew that Nao was going to be composing a song with IU, um... I knew immediately that this song was gonna slap really hard because um, I kind of had a feeling that Nao was gonna give IU like a ballady kind of song for her. And I am of the opinion that IU's best work is in her ballads, really, to be honest. So the moment that I started to listen to the song, um, my my thoughts and feelings were 
vindicated, I guess. And suffice to say, I was in love with this song. And I love it so much because it just is so intimate with the emotions that it's trying to convey. And to be honest, with most songs in that era from like the 80s and 90s, like, like it's very, very in touch with its feelings and the emotions it's trying to convey. So to see that with this song is fantastic. And I just love everything about this song. Like, I find the song personally, considering it's a B-side, to be incredibly relaxing. Like, it's a very, very chilled out song, which I guess, as I already mentioned already, like, you can kind of associate with this particular style of music, but I just love how relaxing it actually is. And I, as a side note as well, I actually kind of find IE's voice to be really relaxing as well, which this adds to all of that. So all that is great. Um, lyrically, uh, I really do like it as well. Um, much like the emotions that you can feel musically, like this song is very, very, it's like very, very personal actually. Um, from what I can gather from like the translated lyrics and whatnot, um, she's kind of talking about how a certain someone, like just by mentioning their name, kind of gave her like a lot of pain at one time in her life and you know this song is kind of talking about how she's kind of moved on from that pain since then so i'm guessing this is kind of referencing her actual life and perhaps this is talking about her like actual relationships that she's had because she's actually been through some public relationships before and one of them in particular i believe uh, i forgot the guy's name but it was quite big news when it came out like this was like five years ago now i think but like she suffice to say kind of went through a pretty bad breakup at that time and i imagine it was pretty tough on her and you know to see her like after such a kind of significant amount of time kind of come out and do a song like this i think kind of says a lot about her because, you know, I imagine, especially if you're looking back at a past relationship that went sour, um, I'm sure it's really, really difficult to look at that relationship in a positive light. Because really, all you can really remember is all of the bad bits that happened because that's kind of how it ended, right? So, you know, I think something like this is really, really powerful in that regard. And I think choosing a ballad like this I think is really a perfect way to describe this feeling because you know under all of this relaxed vibe that you get from this song like you get this feeling of vindication from this song and i think when you consider the lyrics and the message that you that i use trying to express here like i think it's really really fitting for a song like this and it just this makes this song even better than it than it already is so you know Again, this is such a fantastic ballad that definitely should be on your playlist if you want to like chill out because this is definitely the song for you for that. But moving on to the next song, we have Troll, which is actually featuring a certain KRB artist by the name of Dean. And I'm sure some of you listeners out there are probably fans of him. And I think for this particular album, this is the only like official collaboration in the album as for the most part um i know i've already mentioned high spring by but that song was only composed by now like he wasn't like featured in the song so 
you know, Troll is has like that distinction of being the only collaboration in this album. And I have to say, I love this song a lot. Now, I sound like a broken record, but seriously, I love this song because it's really essentially a lo-fi hip-hop song, which I love because, you know, I'm the kind of guy that like immediately puts on lo-fi hip-hop if I have to do work stuff or like just work on school assignments and whatnot. So immediately, this makes it a bop for me because musically, it has everything that you could ever want from a lo-fi song. Like it's super relaxed, super catchy without being like too overbearing. That's kind of usually what lo-fi stuff usually tends to do. And again, like I already mentioned already, like I can totally see myself like listening to the song when I'm studying. So that's great. And I think on the collaboration, I think Dean was like a brilliant choice for this album. Like I, I love his feature in this, in this song. Like it, it's really, really good. And I think, really, like, I think, I haven't listened to his stuff recently, but I feel like he, he's done, like, R&B similar to this in the past. I'm not sure on that, so don't quote me on it, but, you know, I think, like, it does show if that's actually the case, because he did his role really, really well. And I think he and IU really did complement each other really, really well in the song, so all of that is great. But I think in terms of lyrics, I think the song is really, really interesting as it kind of continues the theme that High Spring brought by kind of began and also flew as well in that it's kind of talking about an ex-boyfriend. Now, I'm not sure if the person like mentioned in High Spring by is the same as the person mentioned in Troll, but it's really interesting to me in that there. Like this song is essentially talking about how IU is kind of meeting up with this guy, even though like they're like they like officially broken off romantically. So all of that's interesting, and really like the lyrics kind of describes the situation as kind of going in like a giant circle because she kind of references that in the lyrics, and you kind of see like how the whole like lo-fi hip hop thing works with like the lyrics of the song because as i already mentioned already it's talking about how like talking to this ex is kind of like a giant circle that she really doesn't want to be into because she wants to move on from this guy i guess and like the whole like lo-fi vibe is kind of mo very monotonous by default so really on that front this makes perfect sense and i think as a song is just so fitting for this situation which i think is kind of unfortunate and kind of sad really when you think about it so on that front um i just really really like this song for the fact that they kind of use like a very very kind of light-hearted and very easygoing lo-fi hip-hop vibe to kind of describe this monotonous thing that's happening in iu's life which again i really do like the way that she's like trying to express her feelings about this through a song that I think really, by and large, is fitting for something like this. So all of that is great. Moving on to the next song on this album, we have a song called Empty Cup, which is a song that kind of carries on the themes that we see in Troll, in that it's a song about life that post-relationship. And instead of going with the lo-fi hip-hop approach, we go for a 
more of a, I guess, a singer-songwritery kind of style, I guess, if that makes sense, as it's very, very minimalistic in terms of, like, instrumentation, as we see IU, of course, with her stellar vocals and, like, a guitar, maybe some drums and some synths, as, you know, this kind of style kind of allows IU to kind of show off her vocals, of course, and also talk about the message that she's trying to talk about in the song, which I think is probably the main talking point about this song. And really, ironically enough, this song kind of reminds me of a Yaren Bake song, actually, uh, particularly in her 2019 album. Uh, uh, that particular album had a lot of songs like in this style, so that's interesting. Um, but anyway, um, lyrically, this song, as I already mentioned before, this kind of talks about like life post relationship and it does kind of follow up what she's referencing in troll and how she's just fed up because she's she like constantly like thinks about and talks about this guy this past love that she you know once loved once upon a time and you know all of that is really really interesting and like musically again it's interesting in that regard as well um Sadly, unfortunately, I know I did mention like in the beginning of this show that I didn't really see any flaws with any of the songs. Um, I wouldn't really call this like a flaw per se because this could genuinely be like an artistic choice. Um, the only thing I can say about the song is that I want more of the song. Like I like musically, I'm quite invested in the song, but unfortunately, like it's under like three minutes. And that's like really short for any song in general, really. So like that's the only thing I can say that I I'm kind of like dissatisfied about the song. But you know, on my point that I mentioned before, um, this could genuinely be an artistic choice, uh, mainly to I guess I guess how I kind of interpret it is like it's they, they you know like the song is titled "Empty Cup" and it's. I guess in a way it's kind of meant to make you feel unsatisfied i guess and the fact that the song is like under three minutes and it kind of feels a bit unfinished is kind of referencing that fact so i guess in that regard this song is pretty good i guess as a kind of like a transition piece i guess so by and large um i kind of wish there was an extended cut of this song because i think it's slapped but unfortunately, I think for artistic reasons, which I wholly respect, because it's IU, she can do whatever she wants, but um, this song, unfortunately, is kind of one of those songs that you kind of wish there was more of, but unfortunately, it kind of is what it is. So on that front, it's a decent song, but I kind of want more, but we're not going to get it, so it is what it is. But moving on to the next song on this album, we have a song called My Sea. Now, this song right here is a ballad and could potentially be hands down one of my favorite IU ballads, not just for the album, but ever. Like this could be one of my favorite IU ballads of all time. And I know that's saying a lot, but seriously, like this song is amazing. Like as a ballad, this song hands down is incredible. Like it blows high spring by out of the water for some contents. And that song I really love as well. But this song is honestly one of those songs that you would just love to hear live. Because this song just sounds 
amazing. Like everything that you would want in a ballad is in here and then some. As you know, IU, as I already mentioned before, like is just insane at ballads and she just pours her heart out with this song. This song is just insane. It's so good. And um, it, it's kind of it kind of pains me honestly to know that I'll probably never be able to listen to this live. So there's all of that. Like I hope like that kind of gives you guys an idea of how good this ballad actually is because this song is amazing. And you know, music aside, part of the reason why I love this ballad is because of the lyrics, of course. As I think out of all of the songs that we've heard this so far, um, maybe outside of High Spring By, um, this song right here is probably the most personal, I guess, from IU. As you can obviously tell from this song, just looking at the lyrics, that this song is about herself and how you know she kind of suffered a lot through her childhood and as she's grown up. And, you know, oh, it kind of talks about how you know, when she was young, she kind of wanted to hide from the darkness. So I guess from all of the bad things that were happening to her. As, you know, she at one point in her life didn't really kind of appreciate herself. Like she didn't love herself, I guess, so to speak, for, because of like things that happened in her life. But over time and as she's kind of got older and more mature, she's grown to appreciate herself and just love the person that she is. And I think much like celebrity and the message in there, um, this I think this hits home for a lot of people because, you know, much like celebrity, this song just talks about the self-love and how, you know, she herself, IU, had struggles with this kind of thing. And I think for a lot of people, a lot of people can relate to that kind of thing because, you know, much like celebrity, like there's always that feeling of self-doubt within all of us at times, especially considering how the world works today. And, you know, sometimes self-love is hard to come by. And, you know, the CIU do a song like this is, I think for her personally, is probably really, really vindicating for her because she gets to finally kind of get something like this off her chest into something that is, for one, like a powerful ballad and also something that a lot of fans and just a lot of people in general can relate to and just take comfort in because you know honestly topics like this kind of need to be more out in the open to be honest and i'm really glad like someone like iu with her influence is able to you know express herself in this manner because you know having like a good and healthy amount of self-love i think in my opinion especially these days with the way the world is right now is something incredibly important and you know having confidence in yourself and you know having that realization that you can appreciate and love yourself for the person that you are is something that is really powerful so on that account this is why this song is probably one of my favorite iu ballads of all time honestly as this song is just pure magic in my opinion and if a ballad can make you say that then you know that means it's a really really good ballad and something that is very very well done so kudos to IU for that but moving on to the penultimate song in this album we have a song called Apia and I hope I pronounced that right but it's a song called Apia which is in contrast to uh, My C it's kind of a bit of a drastic shift in that um, this song in particular is 
quite lighthearted compared to the grandiose like nature of the previous song but for me i like this song in particular because of the fact that um i actually looked in the song credits for the song and i was very very pleased to discover that chanhyuk from akmu actually co-wrote this song with iu which i really really like a lot because i'm a really big fan of akmu and their musical style and just listening to this song like i can immediately tell that this is like a very akmu-esque song because of all of the flair that you see in the song which i quite appreciate a lot actually as it just made for a very very fun song to listen to and um like much like um flu uh it has like all of this rhythmic flair about it where they use the lyrics to kind of supplement the rhythms that were going on musically which i find a lot of fun and is also ironically enough as i already mentioned earlier in the show is kind of part of what akabu does as well which is great like it's literally combining two of my favorite things in from two of my favorite k-pop artists which is fantastic um but on that as well um i just find the whole concept of the song to be really really funny because basically the whole song in essence lyrically is about iu trying to go to the beach and surf which um I'm sure for some of you guys out there, you probably aren't really familiar with IU's um, variety show career as she hasn't really done much variety show stuff really for the past like six to seven years or so. But um, I mention this because um, one of the few variety shows that she has done, uh, which is called um, Hyori's Homestay, that came out back in like 2017 which is kind of a while ago but um there was like a moment in that show where uh she basically went to the beach with uh, Lee Hyori and her husband and there's it, it was really funny because um you actually find out in the show that um for one um IU actually can't swim and she's actually kind of afraid of the water actually so to see her kind of like four years after that show like go on to like write about a song about her trying to surf i find to be really funny because um i'm not really sure if she's kind of gotten over her fear of the water yet but um hopefully considering she's um written this song with chanhyuk i kind of hope she kind of got over that fear because if not i just kind of find the irony to be kind of painfully funny really so all of that aside, uh, this song is kind of a short song actually, but all in all, it's, it's it's just a fun song in my opinion. And I think really considering how this song is after such a emotional and powerful song like My Sea, I think it's kind of appropriate to have kind of like a lighthearted and fun song like this. Just to kind of, you know, kind of chillax everybody and kind of like reset everyone's listening ears, I guess, as... This song is just a lot of fun. I mean, I don't think it's a particularly serious song, really, as it's just a fun song about something that IU um, probably doesn't really do, actually, in real life, as um, based on things that I've seen. She she can't really do beach things and, like, do swimming or do surfing things. So on that note, it's great. And it's kind of funny because of real life reasons. But moving on to the final song in this glorious, fantastical album. It's a song ironically called Epilogue. 
And this song, I think, in my opinion, is a personal favorite of mine because this song is a pure callback, in my opinion, to one of her infamous albums called Modern Times, as this song is very, 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 very old-timey, in my opinion, as the whole style of the song feels like it's something out of the 1930s as the as the audio is kind of garbled and disordered and like you kind of hear like this very 1930s-esque kind of sound and music style as well which is very very interesting and i quite like that as a call out as you know for one um modern times is genuinely one of my favorite k-pop albums ever and also i kind of like that style of music as well which is great but the message that this song has, I think, in my opinion, is probably the most powerful thing about this particular song. And I know I've already mentioned already that a lot of the songs in this album are quite powerful in terms of lyrics, but I think specifically for this song, it's very powerful because this song, in essence, is really just IU just talking to her fans in like an open letter, so to speak. And, you know, this song is just full of just sentences and lyrics about how she's just so grateful for all the support that she's had from her Yuena or her from her fandom. And, you know, I think that says a lot about her because, you know, just from the outside and from everything you see in public, she just comes off as a very, very humble and very grateful person. Like, she doesn't come off as, like, an arrogant kind of person, really, to be honest. So, you know, whenever she says something like this, like, I think you can, like, take her words as, like, very, like, very, very, very genuine. And, you know, just to see her, like, say these kind of things, I, I'm sure means a lot to a lot of fans. And I'm sure even for new fans and casual fans out there, I'm sure you can at least appreciate that, you know, she's like very, very grateful for all of the people out there that, you know, have that decided to kind of dedicate parts of their lives to listening to her work, which I'm sure for her, this means a lot considering she's still around after like 10 plus years of being in this business. So there's all of that. And, you know, I think probably the most poignant and most powerful part about the lyrics is like a series of questions that she has in the song where she talks about questions like was it good to know me was it good to love me are the songs i would sing for us still comforting which i think is very powerful in the sense that she's kind of asking these questions in the context that you know her whole idol thing like will not last forever like she i guess she's kind of implying here at least from my opinion anyway that you know, this whole idol thing will probably come to an end eventually because of what, whether or not it'd be like age or like just a natural like progression of things. And, you know, I think to follow up on those questions, I think probably the most heartfelt and genuine thing that she says in the lyrics is the fact that if the listener says yes to all of those questions, like that feels enough for her if that makes sense like she's content if the listener says yes to those three questions which i think personally is such a powerful thing because like i already mentioned already i you this seems like a very humble person but 
lyrics like that to me just this reinforce that fact and it just makes her come off as a very very humble person who really genuinely cares about the people who support her and you know those kind of words you know mean a lot to a lot of people and you know granted right like IU will probably not meet all of these people but messages like this will mean a lot to enough and you know I think this just speaks to the kind of relationship that IU has with her fans and how you know how it's both a positive and very you know strengthening one as well and it's genuinely from even from an outside perspective it's genuinely one of those moments where you know I know you know we talk about how like the parasocial relationship that you see in K-pop is sometimes you know can get a bit out of hand I guess but you know also on that note you can also see moments like this where you know this parasocial relationship can make something genuinely really really beautiful and really it's this whole relationship has created a song like this which is both incredibly heartfelt and something that is just very very genuine from someone who just seems like a very very genuine person and you know it's just such a brilliant way to end an album like this as it's such a gorgeous and beautiful album and i'll probably be listening to this album for many months or even years to come because this is a again a brilliant album that deserves all the praise that it's getting right now because it's seriously amazing but on that note that concludes my album review of this album called lilac and i'm sure you can probably tell that i was quite passionate about this album mainly because i'm an i stan of course but you know considering that the timer that i'm looking at right now on audacity is like at 53 minutes and usually the podcasts don't go for this long um it's quite clear that i had a lot to talk about and i hope you guys found it in- interesting as i really really enjoy talking about this album as it's genuinely great and it's worth talking about but do let me know in the comments, especially on our social media, what song was your favorite in this album? As honestly, um, usually for these kind of album reviews, I would put like a list or like a top 10 list of like the my favorite songs in this album. But to be honest, I've kind of elected not to for this album because um, I can't really pick a favorite because I love them all. So do let me know in the comments what are your favorite songs in this album because I generally cannot decide and I kind of don't want to because I love all of them. But on that note, uh, wherever you are in this giant world of ours, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of K-Pop Rama. I really hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the podcast and be sure to check out another episode next week. But until then, this is Gian from K-Pop Rama signing off. Take care and have a brilliant weekend, everybody. Peace. Bye-bye. Aloha.